Welcome back, everyone, to Daily DVR. My name is Axel. We're here today with our great friend, our patron, our, uh, I was going to say our, um, <laughs> I was going to say our handmaid, but that's not, <laughs> that's not the know. right what way to say. say? <laughs> I, know, I, was, I was trying to say like our, our, our fighter of Gilead or something like that. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's Gina. Gina, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Yes, I am very excited. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about Real Housewives, Below Deck, Ultimatum, Only Murders, plus some stuff that Gina's watching that I have not seen. But before we do that, I do want to tell you, you can head over to DVRpodcast.com. Also become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. We're here trying to be here every day. This is day number three. I'm doing two pods today. Later on, we're going to be recording Around the Couch, which we'll release tomorrow. That's our NFL podcast. Last night, I actually picked every single NFL game that's happening this season. There's a website where you can pick it, and then you can pick all the way up to the Super Bowl. And we're going to be talking about that on Around the Couch. We all did that, so that's going to be fun. But today, we're not talking about my Aaron Rodgers jersey, which I am wearing. We're going to be <laughs> we're going to start off talking about the Real Housewives of New York, the new incarnation, the reboot, the reimagining, whatever the hell it's called, the sequel. Gina, I'm so happy to talk about this with someone because I love this show. I look forward to it every week. And um you watch it too. What, 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 what's, uh, first of all, let's just ask, is everything going okay in your life? How's ever, how, how are you doing? Yeah. I mean, things are good. It's been a little slow work wise in August, but I feel like it's because it's August. Um, and yeah, everything otherwise is fine. Doing a lot of hikes in the morning. My yard's getting cleaned up today. I don't know why my trees grew massively over the summer, probably like delayed rain growth or something. But yeah, no, things are pretty good. Awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, now that we know that everything's okay with Gina, um, let's check in with those ladies in New York. Are you enjoying this season of The Real Housewives of New York, the reboot? It's it's an interesting group. I'm just glad they're not all sloppy drunk all the time because yeah. that was getting really old. And I was like, wow, a lot of these ladies really need to dry out. Uh, that was with the old cast. But I think what really hooked me about this cast is Jenna Lyons, who as someone who's not terribly into fashion, like I watch Project Runway. I know mm -hmm. kind of those basics. <clears throat> I didn't I wasn't really familiar with her and I also never wore J Crew because it's not really suitable to people that have curvy body types. Um, but I'm obsessed with Jenna Lyons. Like she's the main reason I'm watching the show. She's tall and beautiful <laughs> and quirky and awkward. And I was just like, this is my girl. Like this is why I'm gonna wa keep watching this show. So yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know I too am a bit of a fashionista. I've always paid attention to fashion. I don't know why I think, I mean, I, I, I've, I'm not fashionable at all. Hence wearing an Aaron Rodgers Jersey every day. Like Kevin Smith wears a ice hockey Jersey. It's I'm not 
like my shorts I'm wearing are from like Costco. Um, I, I really, but for some reason, I think because of the intersection of fashion and film, I've always been really interested in it. And that's how I got interested more so in uh, fashion was through film and through documentaries mm-hmm. that I found so interesting and watching how clothes are made and the design process and um, the way that designers work with models and work with fabrics and textiles, I find absolutely fascinating. And I think this is the third reality show that I've watched with Jenna Lyons because she she just did a show about a year, a year and a half ago when it was HBO Max. She I've had, heard of that and yeah. I need to go back and watch it because now she, I am so obsessed with her. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. But before that, she was on, had appeared on Project Runway, but she was also, I think she was in like Isaac Mizrahi's documentary I saw or some, or some oh, other maybe. doc. She played a role in some other doc I can't remember. And I've always been kind of fascinated with her too. But Gina, I have to admit something to you. I I have, am finding her incredibly manufactured, fake. I really, I came in with her being my favorite. And the the person who I thought in the beginning was the fakest, which is Sai, has become like the maybe one of my favorite housewives ever. I think she's just amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I <laughs> I agree to disagree. I think Sai's growing on me, but she needs to shut the fuck up about not having food with her all the time. Like, if this is a trend, bring your own food with you. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to hear anymore. It's like the only thing she like oh. has to contribute is like, I'm an influencer and I will hate any food you serve me. I just think she's so New York. Like, th- listen, I, I lived in, I grew up in Jersey. I lived in Manhattan for a while and I ran around there for like 10 or 15 years on the regular every day. Leaving somewhere to go eat is that happens every two seconds. I cannot tell you how many times I would go. I, I would go to a restaurant with someone. We're gonna and they would walk out and go get something at a bodega. It's like I'm too hungry. I got to eat something now. <laughs> that's just a New oh York. That's why I love this show this year because I feel like you're so right. Instead of concentrating on a bunch of drunk women, right? who are mostly in pain. Let's be honest here. Oh yeah. Like all those ladies were pretty miserable. I mean, they, they, the countess, what I mean, all, all of them were just so sad to me and it had become, I mean, the last couple seasons of that show were all about like somebody who got drunk and and lost their mind and like you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it was yeah. it was all of them were doing it and this is refreshing because they're all very strange they're all very strange <laughs> women yeah they all definitely are very individual characters yeah okay i want to sure. hear more of your opinion let's start off with brin who Ugh. Oh. <laughs> okay, what do you think of her? Oh, 
She's, uh, I feel really bad about her backstory. It's yes, obviously yeah. very tragic and traumatic, but, and maybe she's sought a lot of therapy, but I'm just kind of like, ugh, is this like where you're airing your therapy needs? And she just kind of seems, she's the messiest of the group yeah, for yeah. sure to me. Yes. And, and can you believe something? She's 37 years old. Were you thinking she was younger than that? I, I mean, I think she acts like she's like 25 oh, or so. Like, definitely. She, you know, she's so she immature. Acts like she's much more immature for sure. Yeah. And she also, um, I mean, she looks pretty amazing for being 37 too, for being, I mean, she is kind of a knockout. And oh I, yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. I, I, it really does seem my wife and I have been trying to figure out because it seems like they show the apartments or the home lives of everybody on the show, except for Bryn, even Uba who they don't show too much. They'll show her in her apartment or, or at a photo shoot real quick or something. But it seems like with Bryn, there's this mystery of like, what really is your job? What do you really do? She talks all the time about, you know, I'm going to fuck your, your dad or oh, something. God. Cause or I your husband. <laughs> your husband, I mean, she was a little, she was, she's definitely, uh, I don't know. You know, there were, I was, I'm, I'm, I follow a real housewives of New York group on Facebook and there were like, there, there is a mystery about her. Supposedly she's worked in public relations okay. and supposedly she is the wealthiest of all the women in the group was the rumor. And I was really? like, how did that happen? Uh, like, did some old man leave her all of his uh, money? I know. Which, I don't uh, know. Uh, uh, yeah. But we haven't seen the apartment, which does lead me to wonder, is it all kind of smoke and mirrors? And is she yep. just like really in like a very tiny, you know, unimpressive apartment? I don't know. That is the real mystery for me, Gina, because I mean, listen, there are a lot of women in New York who do live by dating rich men. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is not just, that's not a stereotype. I'm not being, you know, like, oh, city women or something. This is a real thing. I've met women like this, right? I've known them. It If you are extremely beautiful and talkative and have a great personality. It's almost like being, um, you know, like a host or something, you know, it's like that. Uh, hey, Heath and I were talking about that movie, the girlfriend experience, right? Mm -hmm. And there mm -hmm. are a lot of women who give that girlfriend experience. It might not even include sex. Oh yeah. It's like the sugar babies. Yes. Um, gosh, what was that? Um, there used to be a website. I don't know if it's still up or not, but it was ca called something arrangements. And it's like, basically a man is paying for your rent and your food yep. and whatever to make sure you're kind of at their beck and call and you arrange the physical intimacy details. And it's like a whole, I mean, they're technically sex workers and the ones that are honest about it will, will say that. Um, I actually have a friend who I believe kind of does this. We're very like, you know, not sure of all the details, but it seems like it based on the lifestyle she's living. Um, but even this woman, Bryn, in the latest episode, she was 
with her one of her ex fiancés, one of yep. her three ex fiancés, buying a car, and I think he was buying it for her. I know, Question and the mark? way it was so <laughs> strange because the way it and it seemed to me that she just had that kind of conversation and that kind of transaction down pat, right? Like I, if that was me, okay. Say I was a, you know, I'm a, I am mean, she's 37, but like I say, it, it almost comes off. Like when I saw that, I was like, wow, this guy's way older. He probably wasn't that, he was like 10 right. years older than her. Yeah. But she really, get, she is very good at giving the impression that she's that young, hot, 20-something girl just finding her way in Manhattan, right? When in reality, She's gaming this all out and she knows exactly what's going on. She knows how to kind of manipulate the guy a little, but not make it seem like she's pulling something from him or, or being too desirous of it. Right. right. She can just kind of play that. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, that scene was kind of amazing, but yeah, I find her to be utterly fascinating. Um, but at the same time, she's a little bit of proof. I was saying to Perry, you know, a lot of times in life we assume like somebody, wow, they had a hard, they had a hard time. They really know, they appreciate things in life. That's not always true. There's a lot of people who had a really hard time and then they become successful and they are the worst people in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she is kind of on that border there because when her personality of like, Ooh, you went to that restaurant or I only wear this, you know, kind of yeah. comes out. You're like, okay, how much of that is a shield and how much of that is really you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's very interesting. She's, she's one of, I mean, she's like, if I had to rank them, there are three that I think are Eh, like kind of douchey and okay. then three that I think are like straight shooters and on the up and up. All right. Um, Let's pick an up and, and up one. You pick the next one we're going to talk about. Who Who's who's an up and up character on this? I show? really like Aaron. Yes. I think she kind of, she, she kind of looks like Jennifer Aniston. She, it feels <laughs> like she's got her shit together. She's younger you know. than Bryn. She's 36. No yes. She, that's she what I'm saying. She's more mature. It's crazy. I know. It's wow. absolutely nuts. She's 36 and Bryn is 37. Okay. Yeah. No, I like her. I think she seems very New York to me. Like, you know, parents and at totally. least her mom was like a huge real estate person. So she's yep. in real yep. estate and she just kind of like does her thing and she's got her family locked in and she's not afraid to like tell you what she thinks. And I, I like her. I think yeah. she's, you know, got nothing to hide really. And she's pretty you know, as I said, a straight shooter, but yes, yeah. definitely superficial, definitely New York, definitely a little bit. Um, I mean, you can't be on the show yes, if you're not superficial. Exactly. Why don't we just lay that as a foundational that, rule? <laughs> I mean, yes, that's totally true. That's why there has to be like a kind of a bit of a caveat where even with, I honestly, the only person on this show who I think that I is like a real human being is Uba. All the yes, rest of them. I, I agree. Like she's yeah. the most 
human yeah, for sure. She's like a real person. I don't think that yeah. there's any pretense at all with her. She can't help but be herself. And that can be fascinating for reality. But a lot of times those people tend to uh, not want to be on the show as much. And she's not really on the She doesn't. I know she got COVID, but it seemed like even before that, I wonder how committed she is. But we'll see. Because there was a little previews of her getting into some fights with people, which I think hmm. could be kind of interesting. I was surprised at that when I saw that. But uh, to yeah. get back to Erin, she is like... So that this is perfect casting for a New York woman, right? Like she mm -hmm. is kind of fits the mold perfectly. Her background with her parents, her dad, my God, that dude. You, you remember her dad, that <laughs> yes. huge dude? It's like a monster, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I forget what she had said he did for a career, if he was also real estate or something else, but seemed like kind of a bigwig. Like her yeah. parents were kind of New York bigwigs. Yes, yes. So. If, if you are that large and you're, you just have, I mean, that dude looked like when he was talking to people, like he was going to swallow them up, right? Like he's just like, <laughs> oh, he's like so huge. But then seemed like to be the nicest dude, right? Like every time oh, yeah. they yeah. kind of zoomed in, he was like, he had like a concerned look on his face when he was talking to someone or at their party that they had. But yeah, I like Aaron a lot. I think she's interesting. And I think that she's strange enough too. she's kind of weird but i yeah. also think that her getting upset that Sai left her party to go get food i just i don't know i'm totally on Sai's side I, I don't know why i feel so strongly about this but maybe because i was that guy if i went places in new york and you were not actually feeding me i just walked to the fucking bodega i would go down to another rest i'd eat something and then i i would usually come back but I'm not going to hang out and be hungry, Gina. I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, I think Aaron has some things to learn as a hostess. Yeah. And she and Cy just need to have a talk about food. <laughs> I don't know. You need to it's feed really her. lame, kind of on both their parts, because this is kind of the second time that Aaron has not been a great food provider. Yeah. But then also, it doesn't seem like Bryn was a great food provider at her little wreath thing no. so i think it's so it's ridiculous that so much time is spent on this and that we're even talking about it when there are people with real food hunger issues in yes, the world that's and that's these ladies that's are just true. like they're pro they might be just as pretentious about food <laughs> as they are about fashion which is kind yeah. of funny yes yeah well the fashion i thought one of the funniest parts and to me i had just said to my wife about the jenna lyons stuff like where i was like you know she's coming off awfully manufactured to me like she is like the wes anderson of the real housewives like everything's so twee and uh what do they what do they instead of calling it handmade what's the word that they that the the fancy folks use I can't. Oh, I'm, artisan. Can't, yes, like artisanal or yeah, uh, artisanal. Or, yeah, I don't know something else that makes it sound fancy. Um, that it's just for you, but uh, she when she ends up bringing all those gifts to the, like the uh, the wreath party, 
and all it is is just a bunch of swag that she <laughs> Well, but she said they're like through partnerships of other female small business owners. Oh, like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I think she's. And even that lingerie she gave was that was like a friend's business that she, you know she gave them gifts yeah. from that. I think oh, it's kind of gauche. I, I, a person I don't know. Like this. Um, she's awkward. I think she doesn't. Uh, she's trying to do good, but doesn't understand how it'll actually come off to the gift recipient. Like she's she's more focused on doing up solid for her people that she's trying to support mm -hmm. versus thinking thoughtfully about a gift that one of these ladies would really appreciate. I guess I'm just kind of, you know, I think her heart's in the right place, but I think it needs to kind of translate through <laughs> to the person okay. that's getting the gift. Oh, you know what? You are having a very positive, empathetic view of Jenna Lyons gift. Well, giving. I think she's, I don't want to diagnose people, but I think she's extremely awkward. Like, it's weird that you say you think she's very produced because I feel like she's actually somewhat awkward I, and okay, goofy, I, I, which is why I find her more relatable, I guess. Like, she'll be like, I just want to sit on the, I just want to sit on the couch and drink tea and read a book. Like, you know, so I feel like, it might be a little bit of torture for her to be in the group with these women. Um, I, I anyway, I know that I thinking of her. That is the that is um, how she herself expresses it. Right? She says, "I'm awkward." Um, right? Like maybe she's. She, I think she even said uh, she feels like she's on the spectrum somehow. Right? I think yeah. she said something like that too. I, I understand that, but my point is after seeing her on some other reality shows, the more I see her on this one and you see some of the women bringing that up too, right? Yeah, like yeah. little things about her, like how, like it's just a little overproduced. And I mean, she, like you said, her history in fashion and for uh, in J. Crew, and I think a lot of people coming in, I knew the whole story of her leaving her husband and coming out, right? And mm -hmm. even the way she dresses, where she constantly has like the most plunging neckline possible, where her shirt is just open <laughs> at the center <laughs> all the time, right? Like, she's like, yeah. I'm going to a kindergarten. Can I find a dress that is just open? Let me just give me a jacket where it's open. Um, I just find, you it know what she's like, remember on Seinfeld when Elaine, <laughs> there was that heiress that always like, ah, and Elaine, it really bothered yes. her. So she bought yes. her a bra yes. and then she runs into her out in public and she's just like wearing a bra with like a blazer. Over yes. <laughs> that is, I, maybe it's kind of like that. That's I don't know. Perfect. It's, it's like, I just don't know where, the quirkiness, I can't help but be this way, ends. And the, I've manufactured a character named, because we know too that that's not even her name, right? She like right. invented a new name. She can't, I don't know. I just knew a whole lot of people who came to New York and decided they were going to be a different person. 
And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because it's their life. But I think on this show, after watching so many of the, you see that in the end, sometimes the realness can't help but bubble up. So I wonder if we're going to see, um, you know, in conflict with these other women, Jenna kind of expose herself in ways that she hasn't before. Maybe we'll, we'll see. see. I mean, yeah. it's definitely, we'll see. I'm like, interested. Honestly, I saw her in the first episode and I'm like, I, you know, this might be her only season just because uh, I know how women in these shows go after yeah. each other. And I was kind of like, we'll see how much fight she has in her. And if she's able to get real, because like, quite honestly, this, if you think this is a produced person, then I don't think she's going to survive how bad yeah. these groups can get. I agree. That's that's that. Unless that, we see yep. her like take the gloves off and like get down to business. Yep. Sorry, my uh, my uh, um, my gla my cup uh, holder thing just fell on the ground there. If you heard that oh. noise. No. Nope. All right, Uba. We already talked hot, about Uba. She's yeah, the best. hot sauce girl. I like yeah. her. She's fun. She's got good energy. She's got, she's your hookup for like borrowing diamond jewelry for her the night, which I was like, this is amazing <laughs> when they're in that diamond shop and, you know, yes. see, uh, she knows real Aaron up with nice jewelry yep. for the evening. Yeah, that was cool. She knows. I think she is just, I, I mean, I would think that she just walks into every room and takes it over. She is just an absolute powerhouse and i don't i would be surprised if she lasts more than one season on this show mm. for that yeah reason. oh because, no it's just not looking good for yeah. my two of the three of my favorites <laughs> well I, I think because they it's it's kind of a surprise out of the out of all these women these two and maybe sigh even though i'm not really into her social media like I, it's hard for me to judge how famous a social media person is yeah. You know, like an influencer, yeah. but Jenna Lyons and Uba are like really legitimately very successful, famous people. Like right. I, I think like yeah. I think that people knew who they were, you know, like I had seen her before and when I, I in like just model ads, you know what I'm saying? I just oh, like, yeah. she's yeah. amazing looking. And then you add to her personality where she just doesn't give a fuck. It's like the most attractive thing. She's just kind of, every time she's on the screen, I'm just kind of like, wow, it's weird that she's on this show. Yeah. I mean, you know, they were trying for something different. Yeah. And so I think part of the weirdness of the group is maybe a good thing. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about Jessel for <laughs> a moment. And then we can close out of our, our Roni reboot. Yeah. This woman, the first episode, I really liked her. I think I liked her until she had such a fit over the lingerie she was given. And then it all kind of unraveled from there. I was like, oh, she's like yeah. really pretty. I love the British accent, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> she's, I don't, uh, she's just like, first of all, supposedly she wasn't even living in New York before she got on this show. Her husband is like a tech CEO and the company's based in Texas somewhere. And they were living in a house in Texas 
and they're renting the apartment they're in right now. Whoa. I didn't know any of this totally makes sense because she is the biggest star fucker wannabe famous and rich person that she's, uh, yeah, she is. Her husband, lovely. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. I feel bad for him. (laughs) Yeah, he does. He seems like so many dudes I went to college with. Oh, the tuition's only $60,000 a year and we'll be rubbing elbows with people like Tom Cruise. I know. I mean, first of all, Siri is outgrown that school, I'm sure. And $60,000 a year for two kids is like, that's more than one person's salary way more in many cases i just like oh you are awful yeah, she's awful <laughs> she's just bleh. yeah and the way she treats her husband the way she explains yeah. like, i mean in the first episode she's like i met him he was my friend he was awful but then i trained him and i decided to marry him and i'm still working on him and that was just a weird thing to say because she didn't laugh or anything. Like she kind of said it straight. Like this is the facts. <laughs> well, and they haven't had sex in a yeah, year and a half. Yeah. Like since those kids were born. I mean, and I I'm kind of like, I don't blame the dude. Honestly, she's oh, pretty oh, awful. Oh. She's pretty awful. And she really does serve. Some of the times this show, someone comes on and they just expose themselves, uh, like, so openly and awfully from the get-go and i feel like maybe she's being a little bit set up for a season two revival where she comes to terms with her pain she realizes she was being that awful and stuff because of this blah 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 but the truth is now i know the truth that she literally moved to new york yeah (laughs) and that explains everything about how the apartment looks like it's like a fucking office like it and like it, it just it's that's really weird. Okay, yeah, yeah, but it's interesting. I'm watching it, and yeah. you know, I'm curious to see. It's I mean, it's a huge psychological experiment, experiment really, because yes. this is like a whole new cast. I feel like the first couple seasons of a new cast is always a lot of fun. Like Salt Lake City, the first oh, two seasons were so amazing, great. so great. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah. You know, I'm up for the freshness. Oh, and there was a very interesting connection. I want to say that Aaron is friends with Meredith from Salt Lake City. Because we knew that Meredith has ties to New York and flies back and forth a lot. Because Meredith and her son were at the engagement yes. part or the yep. anniversary party. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, now we Salt kind Lake of know City how was so good. You know what? Connection happens. I was kind of out on Salt Lake City last season. It really Ugh. wore on me, and I just did not care. But they are trying Bravo, and I've seen some of the women doing some press for it, and they're trying to say, "Hey, there's no Jen Shaw. We're getting along. We're actually growing together." Because I think they're starting to understand that when you get to a level where every episode is just people yelling at each other, it's that, not fun. Anymore. It's not fun. Yeah. That's just not fun. Like, I don't, that's not why I watch reality show. Yeah, it's cool when there's drama, it's cool when people have little disagreements, 
But that's why I've liked this season uh, before we, we can talk about below deck after this, if you don't mm. mind. Yeah, but yeah. The reason why I've liked this, epi- this season of Real Housewives of New York and this new cast is that something happens. Somebody gets pissed off or whatever. They go, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They talk. Then they move on. Now, they might have mm-hmm. another thing. And it adds up after a while, and then they have a table flip. Hey, that's reality. But put that table flip and the season finale. I don't need that every episode. That's just like an MMA fight. You know, it's like MMA versus boxing. I want to be romanced a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see them act dumb and buy stupid shit and go crazy places and do and be weird, you know? Mm-hmm. And and then maybe fight a little bit, but maybe like fifteen percent of the fighting. That's really all I need. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not and that's and yeah. speaking of which, that's why I love below deck so much, because there isn't a lot of fighting. And when there no. is fighting, yeah. it has to be solved because they have to work together, you know? So it gets put to the back burner when they have to take care of the guests on this, um, these amazing super yacht. Now I want to ask you a question. We're talking, you had put in the notes um, below deck sailing and down under. I want to ask you about down under. Are you as much in love with this captain as uh, everyone else in the world is? He's or pretty what? great. It's captain Jason. captain Jason. Yeah. He's lovely. And I love Aisha. Um, I loved her. I was so happy to see her as like Chief Stew yeah, on this show. Yeah, I was she's like, awesome. oh, this is great because I think she's fun. Um, but yeah, Captain Jason's great. Aisha sure. talks like this. <laughs> oh, Aisha? Aisha. <laughs> oh oh my God, Captain. Yeah. She's cute. She is crazy. Um, Do you I think, think something's up between and them? Then they've got Joao that came on. Uh, as a oh yeah chief mate deckhand i don't know lead deckhand or whatever no he's he's a bosun never mind um which i think was a good move and he's really a different person than he than i remember him being from the mediterranean show yeah but um he's changed a lot and i i kind of forgot because he's he did this sneak attack when he was first on he came off like a nice guy and then he got drunk one night and he started all that shit with Aisha where he was like, you're nothing. You're you're any, I think yeah. he called her like a yeah. whore or something. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? He was really yeah. awful. And then he's like, it's like a, a, an alternate personality yes. I have. And it would right. come out every time he right. drank. And I think Captain Sandy like talked to him and was like, yep. dude, I think you have a problem. And I had a problem and mm-hmm. you know, you have a lot of potential, but you need to like get your shit together. And it seems like he has, like he's quite lovely um, this season. I was You're like, right. oh my gosh, I'm almost blushing a little looking at you. Um, <laughs> but I down under has been, a. I think it's one of the best in the franchise because, you know, Captain Jason, good eye candy is part of it, but they had to deal with some really tough, stuff this year and i was just appreciated the swiftness of a couple of the firings um around that one crazy asshole like getting in bed naked with the one girl when she was passed out it's like yeah he needs to be removed and so does the 
wanky little girl that didn't think it was a big deal, you know, who was kind of awful to begin with anyway. Like she probably wouldn't have lasted even if it hadn't been for that. But was that the weirdest? Some good, good people. Like I feel like they're good people uh, running the, running the ship. Was that the weirdest thing ever or what that they had (sighs) two like, sex offenders one male one female on the show and you were watching them both just be and honestly i think that uh what was her name uh laura i think laura was actually that guy luke it what what he was doing was totally wrong and it, he got caught, right? And he reacted. Right. And in, even in his drunkenness, he realized, oh my God, I think he like panicked for a, a second there. But yeah. there was, it was more of a natural, she's drunk, he's drunk, something. This is why you have to be careful and make sure other people are around you because one person. But what Laura was doing was like psychotic, the way she was going after that other little Long Island dude was, he was like really getting kind of scared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she was equally as bad for sure. I mean, it was awful. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of like her eyes got really big when before they found out she was like reacting so bad to Luke's firing, her eyes got really big when Captain Jason's like, no one should be entering anyone else's cabin without yeah. permission and blah, blah, blah. Cause it, it literally showed her the night before, like she's like climbing on him, straddling him. And he's like, please get off of me. <laughs> he was like, I was shaking. like, Oh my God. Like both of them are just, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy yeah. to get both of that. But overall this show one of the reasons why I love, I love, Hey, the crew stuff, you get the weird guess, but the eye candy of the visuals of where they are, the locations mm-hmm. and the amazing islands and beaches. And it's just like, Holy shit. I don't know. Have you ever been on a cruise or anything like that before? You know, we went on a cruise to celebrate my mom's 60th birthday and it was like kind of in the Bahamas and US Virgin Islands and it's it, it was a huge ship you know it's like a town on water you know it was fun but also kind of weird and I don't think I'd ever do another one unless it was maybe to Alaska Ooh, um yeah. but it's I mean it's nothing like the sailing yacht where it's like so much more intimate and like you know the the people running the boat are literally in each other's hair and like, you can't really move without bumping someone's elbows. And it's very interesting. I'm also kind of obsessed with the stuff, the chef faces as well in terms of both dietary restrictions and some of the amazing things that they're able to create. Yes. The chefs are going back to the original Below deck with uh, the English, the skinny little chef Ben. Yeah, I'll go all the way back to those days. And what's what was her name? Hannah. The the original chief stew was Kate in on Captain Lee's ship, but I think. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna get Hannah Hannah was the original chief stew on the or like the long running chief stew on captain sandy's boat yes hannah was my favorite 
she was know, definitely too. my favorite. I feel, uh, I feel like Cap- Captain Sandy kind of did her dirty. When I, you know, once I knew oh, she was going to get kicked totally. off that season, I didn't finish watching it because I was like, I'm not going to watch this go down. I read enough about it. I think. Yeah. Well, there's something wrong. I, I don't think, know. You, you know what I think? I think Captain Sandy is a little bit of a predator herself. And I think that it, it becomes apparent that sometimes when she's like, I want to uplift the young women, she's like, I want to uplift the pretty young women mm. who I really want to hang out with a lot because, you know, that actually ended up becoming an issue with her. And uh, I can I don't remember the name of all these different women, but remember that um, uh, I, I, I don't even know how to describe her. She was blonde and very fit. That sounds like everyone. Was she uh, internal or, or was no. she a deck? Oh, was she, she no, like she a was, up and coming kind of deck captain person? She was a deckhand. She was not a stew. Yeah. She was like Michaela or something yes. maybe was her yep. name. I don't know. But she was on that season that Hannah got booted, right? Yes. That was the one. Yeah. And she was the one who like found the drugs. Remember? Yes. Yeah. And well, then I'll later. Watching because she, I was like, yeah. they're going to. This is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, later <laughs> on, it was happen. revealed that uh, Captain Sandy was trying to convince her that she liked women or something. And she said that she felt uh, uneasy. There was like a whole thing. They talked a little bit about it in well, the um, uh, reunion, but it was also online. There was more. I did a little bit more of a deep dive into it. But I always hmm. felt that Captain Sandy was a little bit. She just seemed to cross lines in ways that other captains had not crossed lines. And I liked her, but yeah. I don't know. I think sometimes the way she deals with things is a little weird. Even though I also think Captain Jason is like hanging out, doing his yoga, and then he just wakes up and he's like, I'm firing everybody. <laughs> he just He really is quick <laughs> to get rid of people. He is. I feel kind of bad about the Adam thing, but he did do a really big screw up with that anchor. Like, and you see it happening. You're like, oh, go to the anchor position. It wasn't like, let the anchor out. And the kid's like running up there. He just lets it go. And it's like, what's happening? No. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Oh, shit, man. Ooh, yeah, that that that's get gets kind of scary. I've worked a, done a little bit of work with like machines, but mostly with like trucks and stuff, driving as a PA in Manhattan. And one time it was so, it was like soon after 9/11, just when they were opening up the bridges. Oh. I pulled oh, I was pulled over without my license. I told them I left it at the production office. The cop let me go. And as I was pulling out, I ran over like a six, seven foot tall, um, like plastic (laughs) thing with like, you know, those big things they put on the side of the road with the light on top of it. Oh my God. (laughs) And it's like orange and it's, but it's huge. I ran over it and the, and the, he was just like, keep going, keep going. Cause he didn't want to get in trouble for letting me go. But um, I, I just, it, I always remember that where it's like you're at the mercy of this mechanical device that is so heavy, right? 
and can like you see him trying to stop it like it can hurt him yeah you know if he gets mm-hmm. his arm caught in that or it just even wipes by his like it could take a chunk out of your leg or something you know while it's going by it's like deadliest cat shit that stuff is like mm-hmm. that that yeah. that that's why i kind of like this show too is they in they involve the technical aspects and the last season on sailing yacht when they basically had to like remake the rebuild the engine yeah, and take it apart that was and everything crazy like all the yeah. stuff i mean and that's why it's such a great show it's because it's like sure it's like this luxurious lifestyle but you kind of see what's going on underneath and it's like oh gosh there's a lot yeah. involved with like making sure you can have your three-day pleasure cruise with all your food and make sure we get off the dock yeah <sighs> i love that behind the scene that's why it, it it remains one of my favorite Bravo shows and every incarnation of it. I really enjoy because they have those technical aspects. It's the upstairs, downstairs stuff, right? There's mm-hmm. dramas on drama, sexual or romantic um, or other or personality or otherwise on both levels there, right? Then there's the interaction of it, but then there's the actual nautical technical shit of you're on a huge boat that if it hits the dock, you could kill people, you know, like it it really is quite fascinating to me. What's your opinion on the whole Colin, Gary, Daisy shit that happened? Oh, you know, when it was first happening, I was like, this is really kind of exciting because (laughs) we've watched them as kind of individuals for so long and outside scene, Daisy and Gary kiss the season prior to this one. There hadn't been a lot of like, it didn't feel like there was any romance flying at either way. And so kind of to come back to this like drama in progress and knowing all the hookups, like it was exciting to watch, but of course it ended so badly. I'm like, are we going to be able to see all these three on a season again together? And will it sour it? Like, will they be able to work together and be civil and friends again? Because it just really seemed to end badly. Um, And, oh, I don't know. But it was exciting to watch as it happened. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. And then we like get to the reunion and everything's like totally imploded and piles of crap everywhere. It's like... Oh, maybe this ruined the show. We'll see. Yeah, it was uh it was it was hard to watch because like you said, we had watched their history and especially for me like the downfall of Gary to see when once he didn't get the attention the way he acted was Yeah. Oh, it was just it was just really hard to watch him grabbing Daisy and I mean in a situation like that, I, it's, it's, I can't really question her actions because I'm not in that position of having this dude grab on me. Sometimes it seemed like she was into it, sometimes, but she could just be like that because they're, she's trying to maintain, there's also a working relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just really an awkward situation and he should not have been, but it was definitely him initiating it, right? Um, Well, yes. And I would also say this about Gary, 
he was, I don't remember the girl's name he was hooking up with, but he was very needy with her too. And she honestly couldn't really give a flying, you know what? It was more like, she was like, Hey, I'm getting some and it's casual. And, you know, he uh, kind of, he had this mindset the whole season, like, I really want to know where this is going. You know, I hope this continues afterwards. And she told him so many times that it was just for fun. And even like there was this weird interview with one of the pr- producers at the end or whoever's running the camera is just saying, it, was this really a shock to you? Because she's been telling you this all along and we have it on camera. He goes, really? You know, and yeah. it, it was just like something about, I don't know. I'm like, dude, I think it's time for some therapy. You need to figure yourself out because this whole thing, he was so like in into Hannah and yet, <clears throat> or with Daisy rather, into Daisy and yet clinging to this young girl that just like didn't give a crap. And it was, it was really um, embarrassing to watch for him, I guess. Very. I totally agree with you, Gina. It was very embarrassing to watch. Um, and I think even in the end, though, coming into this season, he was like a hero. Colin was like the best dude, you know, and then mm-hmm. he fixes the boat and all that kind of, and everybody loves Colin, right? He And he's, and he's given kind of more of a role this season, right? Like it seemed like they yeah. planned that anyway, that he was going to be a bigger part of the show. Um, but how sour he got at the end too, it just, and, and, and after the reunion, like you were saying how it seemed, everything just was even worse. It, it was just, well, it was yeah. kind of, maybe and they then need even to, with Colin, like it was always like, I'm this upstanding guy that's got a girlfriend at home yeah, and I'm yeah. not going to do anything. And then we find out, oh, he was like really hitting on Daisy, even when he still had the girlfriend. And, you know, I was just like, oh, you're you're not as great as you seem to be. You know, you're just like, you're, you're an upstanding guy on camera and then the cameras go away and you're socializing and you're just as skeevy wanting to mac on Daisy as Gary is. And I don't know. It, yeah, it kind of imploded. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, I kind of feel like they need to do a little recasting there and give them all a season off or something um, because it really was, uh, it, by the time it got to the finale, it was bordering on some of the stuff you see on like Vanderpump or some of the Real Housewives stuff where it's just overtaking any joy on the show. And yeah. like we are talking about, the best thing about this show really is the locations and when they go out and the restaurants that they go to and you get to yeah. see these amazing locales it's real and the weird guests that they have too which are always fun and and weird and funny <laughs> and their yeah. food yeah and i would say sailing lot is definitely sailing sailing lot sailing yacht <laughs> it's definitely like the loosest show like, you know, like when it for, the show first started, it's like everything has to be super prim. It's like, this is how you act with a guest. And sailing yachts, just more like they wear t-shirts as yep. part of their day uniform. They're much more, 
relaxy you know yeah. it's much more of a good time party boat than some of the other ones well remember the first season it was so weird it was captain glenn and then that couple and it was like they had been on the boat for so long and it, it was very yeah. strange you know and then gary yeah. was just kind of another person on the so it's interesting that it, it's evolved as the shows have evolved but yeah all in all below deck i'm going to be continue to be watching we still got a couple more probably more episodes and always these things are like 18 episode seasons or something it's so freaking long but there'll yeah. be more um more of uh, uh of um australia and uh down under yeah but, um, yeah also no, can i say it's, something it's pretty good that uh woman margo right who kind of had her little romance with Harry, the tall yeah. British guy. She, it, to me, I can't f quite place who she reminds me of, but I, some, some, com some comedian that she really reminds me of, but I find her to be so interesting because even when she's talking, she just kind of has like dead eyes, right? That just like, she's so She's very deadpan. deadpan. Yeah, I was, she's yeah, so she's deadpan. very like, I don't know. She, I think really, she could like have a bored. future. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think she could have a future in comedy or something. She just does such a great deadpan delivery that mm -hmm. you just can't tell if she's serious, sarcastic, like... It's just really strange. I just wanted to mention that. And that relationship with that dude, Harry, was that was weird. But she was, I mean, what are you going to do? Stuff like that happens, I guess, when yeah. you're young and having fun. Yeah, it seemed very um, kind of high school, summer camp yes. relationship. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but yeah. Well, uh, We've been going for about uh, an hour here. Do you want to? I know it up? we've only um, talked about the trash TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you? What are some? What are those other shows that you were watching? That I don't think I didn't. You had mentioned them to me, but I hadn't been watching them. I think the Aaron Carter show or yeah, or, um, Aaron. Who is Aaron Carter? It was on Netflix. I think it's probably British produced based on the actors that are in it. And I thought it was, um, it was, it's a woman in a role you usually see a guy in, which I think is why I liked it. And it's very action packed. Um, and it wasn't bad, you know, it wasn't like the best thing I've seen recently. Um, but I thought it was kind of fun, uh, a little predictable, but it kind of, I don't know what it was based on. It says it's a limited series, but it does kind of, it left an opening up for maybe a follow-up. Um, but it seemed like one of those shows that was really written for a man to be in the lead role and then they swap things around. And so it's kind of got that, uh, like a more interesting edge for a woman in that, in that role. Um, interesting. I, I finally watched the diplomat. Okay. What'd um, you think? and I'm glad I did. It's like super smart. I think this is the best role she's had. And, um, it kind of reminds me of West Wing in a way. It's not that smart, but it's, it's, you know, close. I like the political stuff. I think her husband's a total loose cannon. Um, and I didn't really care for him, but I like the vibe of that show for sure. Um, and you watched that, right? 
uh, you know what? Honestly, we didn't make it to the end. I liked it, but I just never kind of fell in love with it. I just, I don't know. It just didn't kind of grab me. I mean, I, I think that um, the acting was great. It's got a great cast, but it just, overall, the story just didn't, maybe we might go back to it at some point in time. Yeah. But it just didn't yeah, grab I th- me. I think it definitely, like, there's a, like, I, I would watch an episode, then I'd watch an episode, and then there was a point where I just started, like, binging it. You know, I was like, oh, like, you really get into it type of thing. Um. Let's see what else did I have I watched this summer and just like that the Sex in the City reboot. Yes. Okay. What were your feelings on this season? I thought it was better than the first season. Agree. It was less cringy because I felt in the first season they were trying really hard oh, to show God. how everything has evolved. Yeah, we're not old. Well, you know, how everything has evolved in terms of diversity and, you know, it was like, kind of like, we're not all cringy Karens was was like what I felt they spent the first season doing. I thought the second season was better. It was a little more relaxed. They kind of found a groove. But I think the superstar of last season was Kristen Davis playing Charlotte. Like there were some moments with her character. I was like. Oh my gosh, did she did she just say that? Or, you know, it was like she was just more she was always like the goody two shoes, even though she wasn't, but she was just like more open or something this season, that character. And I really enjoyed her character, I think, the most um this season, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the whole storyline yeah. of her going back to work. Um, so, I mean, some of the interaction with the kids or one kid having sex, the other kid rock, um, becoming a model was a little like, eh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm going to watch this, but she, you're right about her character though. She seemed to evolve in a way that was more interesting. Whereas Miranda for half the season was just kind of whiny and, yeah, you know, yeah. like following Che around who, like when she broke up with Che, I was like, thank God Che's going to be off this show. <laughs> I can't and take Che's it. Che's still hanging around. And then it's like, yeah, then all of a sudden Che's friends with Carrie. Carrie's stopping by the veterinarian. Then she's like, oh, you have to come see my show. Then they're going to see Che's show and Miranda shows up. And it's like, now Che has a girlfriend or a, right, a partner. And then you're like, okay, I get it. You want to make Che part of, we can't make everybody part of the show. Some people were just romantic love interests. They came into the show and then they left. And I think that that's what Che should do because they, I know they supposedly they replaced all the writers with like younger people to try to write. And they even made fun of themselves with the whole reaction to Che's sitcom, right? That was supposed, they were supposed to be kind of making fun of the way they were writing it the year before, but it still came off like the exact same way. Like, I'm sure there's more to Che than just going around every second saying, I'm they, like, they're a human. You know what I'm saying? And when they dealt with the human parts, I'm depressed because I, my pilot got uh, canceled. I thought, okay, that's interesting. But when it was just all about 
Miranda's growth, like using a character to show her growth. I just felt it wasn't, there's no, there's nothing. This was, this was traditionally sex in the city, a funny show, right. And quirky. Mm -hmm. And, and it was fun when they like had an episode about like butt plugs or something, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's when this show is good. We don't, it's not, it's like when a reality show tries to take on like deep social issues, you're not really equipped. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I just don't think the yeah. show's equipped for that kind of discussion, or maybe they felt it was more important than it was, you know? Yeah. The other character I actually thought was really great this season too was Anthony and yes. his new well, like little italian love stud oh my like God. i thought that was great i thought the weird flashback to sanford was a little strange like oh he became a buddhist monk and he's never coming back that was very you know weird. um yes, very weird was a bit weird um that actor of course died of pancreatic cancer yep. which is very sad but um i like I, that I like storyline too he's always just been super funny to yeah. me yeah i like that choice though of not killing him off of, yeah, of ha- yeah. how he some kind somehow is alive somewhere. I can't, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of dig it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mario Cantone is a, a favorite. I've been watching him. He used to have a children's show on like channel nine when <laughs> I was a little kid. Um, yeah. He was awesome. Uh, yeah. This, I thought that they did better this season what do you think about the kind of rewriting history that she made a mistake turning away Aiden and going for big that she kind of made this declaration, you know, when Shay asked like, why did you break up? And she's like, cause I made a mistake. Like the, do you, th- do you, is that just part of her growth? You as know, a, 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 I almost wonder like, is it, <laughs> Not to get so extra PC and cancel culture-y, but remember as this show started up last year and started coming out, there was a whole yes. yep. controversy with Christopher Knopf and sexual assault allegations from yep. more than one woman. And I, I think it wasn't intentional. I don't think it was because of that they killed him off. I think that was always the plan. But to kind of then take it to next level to say Mr. Big was a whole mistake, um, I, I don't know. I think that just kind of, in a weird way, cheapened the whole original show and that storyline where she was so helplessly in love with him. There was no one else. Um I don't know. I, I I was kind of I was surprised when she said that. I was yeah. like, "Wow, really?" Um, yeah, I I had the and, same feeling as you, Gina, that that was more of a diss at Chris Noth than it was at the cat. Like it felt it felt a little strange. But I have to be honest with you, having watched this show, uh, Sex in the City, all the episodes and the movies and such. I always felt like she did make a mistake I, because I in a way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do remember thinking she was really stupid when <laughs> it was so typical. It. But then she had this whole life with big yeah, and yeah. 
I, you know, I just think everything kind of happens for a reason. But I, I do remember being pretty mm, mad at her true. when she broke Aiden's heart. Well, um, I mean, it's and I it's love- the guy from Northern Exposure. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody loves John Corbett. Yeah, he's you know? he's a he's a good one. Yeah. And I mean, I was very excited to see them back a- together when they did the second movie and they ran into each other yeah. in the you know, like in uh it wasn't Dubai. Where was it? I don't know where they were supposed to be, but I was just like, Oh, there he is, just like a, a mirage, <laughs> you know, the the golden child. Um Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was a little harsh. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. I I just always thought that for a show that was about women and um and for and and I guess saw itself as somehow being progressive and about empowerment that she ends up with the fucking Wall Street guy like it was just you know what I mean? That always kind of bothered. It was just so typically New York. And I guess that's the point a bit is like you said, she loved him. And even though, and I think they're even on some of her voiceovers, she would like kind of make fun of like falling for the money guy or whatever, you know, when she's like this downtown girl or something. Mm, yeah. But I always thought that, you know, the way he treated her in the show she should like he did not treat her very well you know like yeah he he was never really in her corner so and kept her at arm's length and she was just kind of like a plaything for him for most of their relationship but then you're right we're supposed to believe that in between the that movie last movie which i guess was like 10 years ago or something Mm -hmm. and now they had lived a good life together right Right. and they were happy um so that does kind of erase that it's hard. It's hard to make a statement like that when you've made such a time jump. But for me, I thought it was at least something interesting. Overall, I enjoyed watching it. It was weird, cringy. And also what is up with that downstairs neighbor that she sells her apartment to? Like, who is this woman? I don't know. This is like what Carrie back in the day, she reminds her of her. I think it's weird. What it's all about. Now there's another girl that's kind of like her. That's going to be living in her place. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the show for kind of the nostalgic feel of like having those actresses back together. Although, we're missing a very key one that had a very brief cameo, um, you know, but that's like a whole nother real housewives of New York thing. They have their own beef and drama in yeah. real life, yeah. those four people. So um, that's kind of unfortunate because it robs the viewers of the true experience. <laughs> true that. All right. Well, do you want to, uh, do you want to wrap it up or do you want to talk a little bit about only murders this season? Uh, I don't think we need to talk about only murders. Oh, okay. I'm a little behind, okay. but I will do a shout out to two shows that I think are absolutely delightful, which one is of the Bridgerton world, Queen Charlotte. I finally watched that and it's really lovely and heartfelt and deals with so many more issues that are relevant to this time, like racism and mental health. Um, It was just done in a really beautiful way. And I bawled at the end of it. Um, But it was lovely. Um, Those Bridgerton 
production folks in Shondaland know what they're doing. That's for sure. And then another show that is just pure joy. It's this show on Netflix called Heartstopper. And the second season came out and it's about boys and girls going to school in Britain. Some are at a boys school, some are at a girls school. They've got their little friend groups that intersect, but it's, it's more, I think like, it along with sex education were shows I wish I had growing up and kind of the main story is this, this one kid that was that's gay who was outed before he wanted to be and, and bullied for like a whole year falls in love with another boy who likes this other boy, but he's like, I don't think I'm gay. I think I'm bisexual, but it's just, it's the most adorable show kind of ever. These two boys are just so cute and all the rest of the kids in it are adorable too as they try and navigate high school and love and all sorts of things. But it's it's really adorable. Yeah, I've heard very good things about that. Yeah, it's very feel good. Nice. You know, it's a nice alternative to all the reality drama that we watch. Oh, you know, we were going to talk a little bit about the ultimatum on Netflix. Did you catch the finale? (laughs) Did you watch the finale in the reunion last night? Yes, I sure did. Yeah. What I I just, I'll just say, what a disappointment. This see, I I know. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, none of these couples should have stayed together. They all stayed together. I don't know why. How did they all live with each other and nobody fucked each other? Get the fuck out of here. I don't believe that one. The only that one girl tried to fuck the guy who had the truck driver mom. That's it. Get who the ended hell up out. being super kinky. Like, yeah, what the hell was he like talking about? Reunion, sh- I knew what that he's was like, too. You know, yeah. They were like, James, after dark. I was like, wow, this guy, I actually might see what his future <laughs> wife that's far too good for him might yeah. actually be into him for now. This is a whole nother like facet I of know. his personality that he actually likes to But that was up. the most interesting know. thing, right? Like <laughs> they wait until the finale, I mean to the reunion, which again was hosted by Nick and um what's what's her uh I can't Vanessa? remember. Vanessa, yes, Nick and Vanessa Lachey who Okay, they look great. They're what we need new hosts. We need like an Andy Cohen on these reunions because they just fawn over everybody. They're terrible at it. They don't ask any hard hitting questions. They played the newlywed game. We just fast forwarded through it. You wait, make us wait a half hour to tell if they're together or not. You got to get to the goods here. This is a reality reunion show. And the show was so boring. The one that was great was the queer love ultimatum that yes. you suggested where they all that- fucked each other and had and fell in love and were real. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that was the, definitely the best one. But again, I think the couple that should have came out, like yeah, there was a, a couple in queer love that I thought during their like fake married time. I thought they should have ended up together. I can't remember their names, but it was a white woman and a black woman. And the white woman was like blonde Barbie with super huge boobs. And the black woman was super attractive. And I was like, this is the couple like they should be together. And I felt the same way about Trey and Ryan who like 
grew up totally. like two towns over she from was each not other in South him, Carolina though. or something. And I just thought they were great together. Yeah. Um, and I thought that's the couple that should have ended up together out of all of them. Yeah, I, um, I agree. Fortunately, Gina, I don't boring people. And the one girl, Kat, and her boyfriend, Alex, maybe. She should not. She just looked in pain the whole time. And she had this really tight, like, smile on her face. Like, yes, I'm smiling and nodding because this is the only thing I'm able to do. And yes, I'm totally repressed, but I don't care because I want to marry him. It's kind of how I felt about her. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was I was saying before, I do not think that Ryan was at all into Trey. I think Trey had she she. I, I don't know. Every time he was like, you know, I have feelings for you. And she's, she'd be like, okay. She, you know, she just kind of like. Except last night when they did the reunion, she goes, oh, sometimes you post stuff on Instagram and I really want to. True, true. That's I, right. I, I really want to yeah. reply, but I don't. Um, mm. That I mean, I think regardless, I'm surprised those two didn't stay friends. And I guess I can see how it would be awkward to do that. But yeah. I, I do think she really got something out of him that she'll never get out of this guy. She's going to marry. Um, I don't know, but yeah, uh, he was, he was probably more into her than she yeah. was into him. Yeah. I honestly, the, I, we watched this whole season. We like binged it. Uh, Perry and I, we'd laugh, we'd watch it, we'd fall asleep, of course, at certain points too, because I'm an old man. And I just didn't think, I thought that this was very blur. I didn't think any of the couples who were uh, like fake couples should have stayed together. I don't think, I didn't think any of the real couples should have stayed together. I think all of these people should have ended the show. By going off into the world and finding a new human being who has no connection to this show or Netflix or anything. I just didn't, I didn't think any of the, you're right about Kat and Alex, Antonio and Roxanne. I mean, I do not know what the hell, how many bumblebees like bit the top of a stung, the top of her lip. Oh my God. It I know she's had too many injections beyond ridiculous. Okay. Look, normally, I mean, I shouldn't say that I am very judgmental, but a per- she could do whatever the fuck she wants to her face. It's her face, but it looked ridiculous. And this guy, the whole time being like, I just want to be, I want to own a business. I want to be an entrepreneur for you. It was very pathetic. They shouldn't have been together. Um, though I did think that out of everyone on the show, the only person I actually liked was Trey, though. I don't think the other girl liked him, Ryan, Ryan or whatever. Mm -hmm. I did think Trey was a cool dude, except when they, when he got back together with Raya and he was like talking down to her, any opportunity. he And then I was like, okay, I see this dynamic. He was super sweet to the other girl. But when he mm. was with Raya, I felt that he was a bit like bordering on, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say abusive, but, but pretty angry. Like, I think there was more to the story. I didn't feel like we got the full story. And I, yeah. that's, that's one of my complaints about Netflix reality shows on Bravo. You get too much of the story, right? 
There needs to be a happy medium. Yeah, they they need to, it's like too much Bravo. Okay, I don't need to know about. I don't need to see pictures of everyone's room at home or what weird shit. On Netflix, it's like they gloss over everything and they don't. They just don't go so deep, and nothing's really that shocking, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I guess maybe the fingering that happened on the queer love one was. The, <laughs> yeah, but, that was maybe shocking. Um, I did think, and it was funny because the, the whole like one of the couples ended up being pregnant before they did the swap on this. And I too, when she said that, I'm like, that's a very convenient way to get out of this yes. couple swap. Um, and I didn't believe she was pregnant. Me neither, really Gina. Either. I was like, oh, we'll find out the union if, yep. she, if she really had a baby or not. And it was funny because Roxanne was like, come on, do you really believe she's pregnant? And I was like, yep, that's 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 my girl. Like, I yeah. felt the same way when I heard this BS story, even though it was true. But it did explain that woman's maybe erratic behavior at the time. And she even said, I was acting so crazy. I thought maybe I need to take a pregnancy test. And I did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was a little weird too. And in Netflix style of being boring too, they didn't do something fun, like throw a new fucking couple in there and spice it up. You know what I'm saying? Like do something that makes it, it just, I don't know. That's why these Netflix reality shows, the last couple seasons of, um, Mar- uh, what's when they're in the pod? Love is blind. Love is blind have been kind of boring too. Where I'm just like, yeah. this is boring. Nobody's really going for it. They're not casting like some crazy people to spice it up a little bit. So I don't know. I'm a little. I'm really 100 a Bravo person. My wife and I talk about going to Bravo Con. One day we're Ooh, gonna go. One be day fun. we'll go. Yeah. That that would be I, I I just think all those people are ridiculous and they know how to do reality, whereas the Netflix is little. Le- I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise me, but they're kind of letting me down. Well, there is a new season of Love of Blind coming out this fall. I want to say it's September. I'll I think be I watching saw that somewhere, and they're doing a season four after the altar reunion to um, kind of precursor to it. So. Mm, we'll see i actually think they should be doing a whole bisexual love is blind um thing where everyone in the mix is bi and they should have mixed groups of men and women living together in the pods and just like do a whole thing and i say that because i think the queer love one was so good yeah that they need to somehow spice up that yes you know throw more drama into the <laughs> maybe somebody clearly will, not enough with uh, just the mean girls i mean maybe somebody will like fuck around it's a reality show like this is this is like i mean this is what people watch it for like that's why this was so boring and i the queer love one was at least a little bit exciting because they went for it and they were like hey if we're gonna be married you know what married people do they get busy in the bedroom let's go you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and this show, the old I, I I have to give her a little bit of credit, but Raya was the only one who who moved in on uh James and was like, Hey, are we gonna take this to the next level? We're supposed to be married, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, and you know, it's funny because that could have been the dynamite needed to blow it up yep. because when she was talking to her sister, 
she was kind of talking about how it seemed like her sex life with Trey was unsatisfying and that maybe she was kinky and she wanted to try new things. And all along she was living with Mr. Kinky and like never knew it. Like that could have blown the whole show on its top, you know, like, she said, did you, they were at the, at the table. That was the weirdest thing. She said he, she literally said he doesn't get me wet. Oh really? I yes. That. Yikes! At the table, oh, and then he God. and then he looked at her and he said, "Well, that's been better now." And she's like, "Yeah, it has been." And then it sh- they kind of went in. They talked a little bit about it, but I was like, first of all, that's quite it. Like, why are you even with that dude then?" Right? Like, I mean, what's going on here? Maybe you know. No wonder she wanted to try to see if it would work out with James, but also. That is literally kind of the point of the show, right? Like that you're, you're, there's other shows like this where they swap partners. This is not the only one that exists, right? Like mm-hmm. they've done this on yeah. Bravo. They do it on, uh, on um, Lifetime and they switch partners and all this kind of shit, right? So mostly it comes down to that. Oh, there's another one they have on um, the Big D they did on USA along with it's not love island it's like oh i don't know i don't know what they call it it's with the other guy mark Wahlberg, not the one who used to host antiques Roadshow. he actually oh. hosts a reality hmm. show on um on usa and it's actually it's pretty good but it's the same exact concept as this show they all meet up together but instead of being like specifically coupled off they bring other people in, right? Interesting. So yeah. there's oh. like five new guys. Yeah, and there was there was some yeah. other one. They took all like the the Netflix reality show rejects and put them in some. I didn't watch that one. Um, Temptation and, and Island, some kind of show like that. Yeah, um, it's called Temptation Island. That's what it's called. Oh. Oh, and okay. It's, it's just yeah. Like, yeah it's like and, the same. And concept. I feel like the first season of Ultimatum, there was some sex with there the was yes partners happening. Yeah, and that seemed more normal. And you know, I also thought maybe not who she ended up paired up with, but I think like you know, if Ryan had ended up with someone like Alex, maybe because they were like, oh, they've been together since they were sixteen. And we know that James cheated on her. We don't know if she's had any other experiences with people, but I would be like, well, this is your kind of hall pass time to figure out what sex with someone else might be like. Yep, exactly. But, well, hopefully the next season of uh, Love is Blind will be more exciting for us. But, Gina, thank you for talking to me about these shows because I love all of them and Heath uh, and Andy will not talk to me about any of these shows. <laughs> They're very mean. Well, I'm glad to, you know, these are like my dirty pleasures. You like at the end of the yep. day when my brain's too fried to do anything exactly. else, like put on one of these and it's like, you know, it's a good mindless, uh, good mindless time to relax the brain for sure. It um, sure is. And good entertainment sometimes, like sometimes these shows surprise you. So, Yep, definitely. Well, we're going to have you on again very soon. Whenever you just, you know, hit me up. I'll hit you up. Okay. We're, we're, I'm going to be doing this every day. Um, let's see. Like I said, tonight I'm going to be recording around the couch and then I'll release that tomorrow. And then on Monday, Jenny's coming on and we're going to do, we're going to catch up, 
talk All about right. some stuff. I'm Can't bring, wait for that one. Everybody's coming in, baby. It's a DVR party. We're uh, everybody <laughs> awesome. gets their show. So thanks again. Uh, any any last words for us, Gina? No, I don't think so. Um, there's a whole list of stuff I need to watch that I've heard is good, and I'll get to it eventually. But um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Become a patron at Patreon.com slash DVR. Talk to you later. Peace out.